Pentecost Sunday, Vision Day, whatever you want to call this day. Um, if you want to just jump up, babe, and just yank the mic and off me and correct me. I was talking, we were talking actually at the dinner table and Shen's like, oh, you're not going to do like, this is our 10-year plan in the sense of we're going to have 20 churches by 2025 and, you know, she's like, you're not going to do one of those, are you? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, that's not us. We don't, and no, no, you don't have to be embarrassed. Um, and I was, she's like, well, what? what are we going after? And I said, it's really simple. We want Jesus. Which she did know. She's with me on this. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's we, want, we want Jesus and we want to follow the cloud. You know, in the Old Testament where they followed the cloud. Because I think sometimes things happen and things change and shift and in the presence of God and I mean last week was just amazing we you know to to be here till quarter to one or whatever the time was I don't even know what the time was anymore and just there was just such a thick presence of God in the room but the thing that I, I I've got written down here is and and it's I didn't actually know it was Pentecost Sunday till Tuesday night and one of the things that to me stands out about Pentecost is they were all in one accord. They were all together. They were one of our um, phrases that's on our website is that we're a family on a mission. You know, if you go on a missions trip to Africa or Indonesia or Thailand or wherever, you no one's like talking about doctrine. They're just like we're here to get the job done. We're here on a mission to see Jesus manifested in this nation for two weeks. And generally, you get the job done. And I just think we need to be a family on a mission to seeing our region impacted for the gospel of Jesus. And the city should look better because we're here. That's it. And that's only going to come because we're following Jesus, not because we're following Liam or Shen or some really thorough, thought-out, articulated vision, it's going to be because Jesus comes like a mighty rushing wind and he comes with power. When we started Glory City, I, I never wanted to, well, not never, but I wasn't really interested in planting a church uh, in the, in, we just do things differently. <laughs> and I've been in church long enough, I didn't grow up in church but I've been in church long enough and I didn't want to be like, hey, I'm sitting in pew three. I wanted him to come in power. I wanted him to come into the room and for his tangible presence to wreck people, to encounter people. And I pray that prayer every week. God, would you, would you every person that enters this building, would they get their breakthrough? And that miracles and signs and wonders would break out and that, because signs point to something greater. No one stops at the sign to Mount Evelyn and goes, I've arrived. It points to something. It points to a town. It points to something greater. And miracle signs and wonders point to something greater. They point to the creator, the one that, that gives them. And we, we, 
we don't worship miracle signs and wonders, but gosh, we need them. <laughs> we need them because they actually allow us to go, hey, God's real and he shows up today. He's the same God that he was yesterday that he is today. Amen. And so we have three pillars here. We have, um, let's see if this works. Is it working? Come on. No, it's not working. Well, we have the first one is identity. No, don't worry about it. The first one is identity. I think my computer might have gone to sleep. And there's a verse in um, 2 Peter 2.4. Who's got your Bibles? Why don't we turn there? 2 Peter 2.4. We'll make this a legitimate meeting and open up the Scriptures. (laughs) Is that me doing that? Oh, okay. You're going to stay there? Cool. Let me see if this will work. There we go. I got it. Yay. Cool. All right, 2 Peter 2, 4 says that Noah was a herald of righteousness. And, you know, I, I just... I just believe the Lord is calling us to be an, a people who are heralds of righteousness, that we would champion righteousness, that we, would, that we would be a holy people set apart, chosen by God, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, that we would live holy in the midst of a twisted and perverse generation, that we would actually be, we would be separate ones, not separate in that we don't ever, you know, in the Old Testament, you touch leprosy, you get leprosy. In the New Testament, you touch leprosy, less leprosy leaves. Right? And it's not, we're not separatists. We're not like, let's be separate from the world, but we'd actually live a holy and pure life, pleasing to the Lord, so that people would want what we have. All right? So that's identity. The next one is intimacy. Yes, they are three eyes. They're just the way it is. <laughs> um, intimacy has to be the, the beginning point and the end goal and the middle. Uh, I'm not interested in a really slick church services and really oiled. While I think excellence is awesome, they, it can't be the main thing. It has to be intimacy with God. Uh, my, one of my favorite quotes of all time is, you know, families, families are messy, you know, and graveyards, they're deadly and in order, but there's no life in them. But in a nursery, in a crying room full of babies, there's a lot of pooey nappies, but give me that any day over a graveyard that's deadly and in order. And sadly, a lot of churches are deadly and in order. There's not much life in them. And that has to come through intimacy with God. It has to come through, uh, and, and we just don't want to ever change the subject on that. I think sometimes in church life, you can be like, hey, oh, we've done that. We've ticked that box. Let's go on to the next thing. And it can't be. It has to be 
knowing Jesus and making him known. So knowing Jesus is in John 17 verse 3. It says, this is eternal life that we would know the Father and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. That's it. Individually and corporately. Corporate part of it is important. In the Western world, we love the individual. You have a dream. You are important. You are valued. You are significant. You are, 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 right? It's all about me and I. And Andrew mentioned it this morning. It's like, oh, they didn't play my favorite song this morning. You know, oh, this wasn't the way I wanted it to be. Whatever, right? It's all about me, me, me. You don't lose your individualism when you become a part of the family. And I think there's a little bit of fear in that. You don't lose the individualistic person that you have become when you become a part of a family. You enhance it. But when you become a little island floating in the sea, it doesn't, I don't know if that's good. And I think we need to get some sort of family and community back. Like, look, we do this pretty well, but I think we can go to another level of community and family and Activation Sunday, I really believe, is going to be part of that. We're going to finish with that and finish with communion. We are a church that believe in worship, the presence of God. We believe in the Word, the Bible. It's truth. It's the final authority on anything. We believe in, in spiritual warfare and prayer, that Jesus said this, is, this will be a house of prayer. 1 John 3 eight says that... Um, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. She's all right. And we believe in working of miracles. And Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. And then he said, you're the light of the world. He said, as the Father sent me, I send you. Now go into all the world. Mark 16 says, these signs will follow those that believe. They will cast out demons. You know, that's the first one. They will speak in other tongues. They will lay their hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. They will pick up deadly serpents. I don't fully understand that verse, but anyway. <laughs> don't pick up snakes, all right? <laughs> done it. Yeah, been there, done that. And then increase. Isaiah 9, 6 says, of the increase of his government, there will be no end. Oh, that's good news. We entered a kingdom that's increasing all the time. And I believe, I mentioned it last week for those that were here, but I believe that what starts in the house needs to go out of the house. That if it stays in the house, it'll die in the house. It needs to go out. There needs to be a, so this is, this is simple. This is my heart, that we would have sons and not slaves or daughters, okay? You can put yourself in there, all right? If, if men, if we can be the bride of Christ, daughters, you can be the sons of God, okay? <laughs> I'm joking, sort of. That we would be a family on mission, that we would take ownership, and that we would be contributors, not consumers. That's simple, isn't it? Do you want to add anything? No, you good? You do? Oh. 
No, I just wanted I just wanted to comment on how just intertwined those three pillars are, um, and put my teacher hat on for a moment, <laughs> break it down a little. Um, it's just it's just about how knowing how good he is, and knowing that he's made us right with him, that we can then know what access we have to him and intimacy we can have with him. And then how connected we can be to one another. And then the way that we can outwork what he's asked us to do. So that's identity, intimacy and increase. And obviously we, yeah, we're called to extend extend the kingdom. But it's knowing those things first. It's knowing how good he is and what he's called us to, and being so deeply connected with one another. And we are so thankful for the people that we are running with, um, and we celebrate, we know, where we've, how we, you know, how we started and where we've come from, and but we're really where we're at now, and, and the people who are obviously running, and obviously you guys in the room. Um, yeah, so there's a, there would be a lot of people to name, but the leaders and the, the elders and all those people who've said, we're here, how can we, we're running with you, that that's, uh, yeah, that's part of our heart. And I just wanted to say just how grateful we are for that. But that might tie into something else you're going to say. Thanks, babe. Yes, yeah, stay here. Um, so really, to finish up, we're going to take communion in a second, but... I believe if I can just speak prophetically for a moment and if I can put a a father hat on just for a moment. In order for glory sit now, when I talk like this, because a lot of us have been in different churches for a long time or come from different church backgrounds. And so sometimes you have a glasses lens that you hear something through and you're like, oh, critters are coming. (laughs) You know, and it's like, no, no, but... What, what our desire is here is that the identity element that we're heralds of righteousness, you never outgrow sonship. When you get to heaven, you're still a son or a daughter. So you never mature from that, ever. So you start in sonship, you end in sonship. Then the, ident- the intimacy part of that is that we would grow individually and we'd grow corporately as a body, as actually as a body and I'm not talking numerically. While I think healthy things grow naturally, like healthy families should be making love and producing children, and then those should, guys should be, and girls should be producing children, that is a natural byproduct of the way God has designed families to work. Everyone, yeah, amen, everyone, yes. So that, that should be a natural byproduct of intimacy in worship and in the presence of God, of the bridegroom and the bride, there should be healthy disciples and sons and daughters being produced that have healthy mothers and fathers in the faith that produce healthy mothers, uh, sons and daughters that produce healthy mothers and fathers. And do you know what? Sometimes that takes discipline and it takes correction. I have a fear right now in the body of Christ that anyone that says, hey, do you know what? That thing you're doing right now, it's not okay. And I love you way too much to leave you where you are. And so I'm going to call that out of you. You know, Proverbs talks about that. Or, hey, I'm ringing you up to check on you because, not because you've missed church three times in a row, but because I actually love you. Those things are good. They're actually healthy. I have that with Graham. The way Graham and I talk 
and there's other people, Jalil, I have that in my life. They'll be like, how are you doing in this area of your life? And we can be vulnerable and transparent. You need that. We need that. We need to rub shoulders with people like that. You need the family. We need each other. And I just believe in order for this church to grow, not numerically in that sense, I think that will just naturally happen. But for people to grow, I'm interested in big people, not just a big church. Amen? I want to see the saints equipped for the work of ministry. And that's everyone in this room is a saint. Do you know that? So ministry isn't standing up on a pulpit. Ministry is I'm called to whatever area it is God's calling me to. First and foremost, I'm a son, and then I'm called to do whatever it is that God's calling me to do. That's it. And then from that, we will increase the kingdom because we'll actually be leaking Jesus into society and into culture. Is that good? So... Yep, that's the vision. Go and make disciples of all nations. Let's start with Lilydale. And then let's start with Mount Ev, Seville, Wandon, Lakes Entrance, Ringwood, wherever, Mombolk. All right, and let's see this valley saturated for Jesus. And we're only going to do that by if we fix our eyes on him. And if we actually are all in at any cost, as I said last week, that we're all in at any cost, whatever you want to do, God, bend me. Bend me in any way, shape or form. And I just want to encourage people, if, if you've come from a church background where we understand we're not ignorant, we're not, we've, we know, we, we, we've been around church long enough to, to know that people get hurt and and abused and, and all of those things, um, you don't stop driving because you've been in a car crash. You get in the car again, you get healing, you get wholeness. But the enemy loves to separate people and create little islands because he knows together they're more powerful. Uh, Andrew shared it with us, you know, in Ephesians it says... Um, Equip the saints for the work of ministry so that there'll be, in, until the unity of the faith, the building up of the Son of God, right? Until the unity of the faith. We need to be united. One slay, one, two slay, ten. And I just believe that the, like the day of, uh, in Acts 2, where they were all in one accord, it's like, hey, that doesn't mean necessarily agreement on every single thing, but it's like, I'm in and I'm, we're going to do this. We're going to lock arms together to see this thing happen. Um, I, think, I think we need to do that in order to see Glory City Melbourne really go to that. I don't like using the, the, the term next level because I'm, on, I'm in the heavenly level. We can't really, but we grow in intimacy together on our pursuit of Jesus. That's really what it is about. All right. Cool. Good? All right. Amen. Let's all walk around the pulpit seven times, see it come down in Jesus' name. Now, why don't you, can we, um, can I get uh, whoever took up the offering, can I get you guys to maybe, or a couple of people hand out communion?
if, that, if we can do that, and we're going to take communion together. All right, why don't we all stand together? I was sharing this morning with uh, Mim and Glenn. By the way, that was awesome this morning. It's, it's, I, at least I thought it was good. Uh, the rest of you, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. We are so blessed. We've got an amazing, amazing worship team. I just, I love it. It's so cool. But I was sharing this morning about how the cross is the perfect picture of humanity. There was a tree in the middle at the start, the tree of life. There was the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but there was the tree of life. And it's mentioned in Genesis. It's also mentioned in uh, Proverbs, I think. Yeah, I think it's in Proverbs. mentions the tree of life. And then it's mentioned in Revelation again as the tree of life. And Proverbs is around the middle of the Bible, at the beginning of the Bible, and at the end of the, of the Bible. And it is a perfect picture of humanity, which is Christ at the center. And he had one guy on his left and one guy on his right. One guy chose him, one guy didn't. And that's the gospel. John three seventeen. We know John three sixteen very well, but I, I want to quote this right. John three seventeen says. Does anyone want to quote it? Does anyone know it? That's right. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So he came into the world not to condemn it. He came to save it. And Christ at the center of the cross, thief on both sides, both condemned men. One says, I need you. The other doesn't make a comment. And he says, hey, you'll be with me in paradise today. That's it. That's the simplest way the gospel can be explained. Is Jesus on the cross for humanity's sin. Not just the sin that you did yesterday or a month ago or the, before you got saved. But for all time. And may we as a church and as a body of believers individually and corporately, may we never ever lose sight of the hope of humanity of Jesus Christ at the cross. That there's actual power in the blood. There's actual power in the blood. And I wanted to read this. Um, it's, it's Maverick City's um, song. The blood is still the blood, but I just love it. It says, I was a leper outside the city. No one would come close, but you wouldn't let go. What worked back then will work again. I know the blood is still the blood. And I had an issue. No one could help. I tried them all. My last try, I crawled. And what worked back then will work again. I know the blood is still the blood. The body was bruised so we can be healed. The blood was shed so we can be forgiven of sin. All right, let's just take communion. Just thank Jesus. Put praise on your lips. Just thank him as we take communion together.
Yeah, take the blood. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, we want to be led by you. Let us have our ear inclined on your bosom that we would follow your heartbeat, Lord. Lord, that you would be Lord of our lives and Savior of our souls. That we would be followers of the cloud, that we'd be led by your presence and your presence alone would lead us and guide us. We just thank you what worked back then will work again. And we just declare prophetically that this house would be a house where your spirit would just not just visit, but you would inhabit the praises of your people. You wouldn't just visit this house, Lord. You'd come and make your home in people's hearts and in this building. God, that you would make your home in people's homes, in the children's lives, Lord. That kids would encounter your angelic visitation and your presence that there'd be mighty, mighty miracles, not just, not just little miracles here and there, but there'd be mighty miracles and there'd be an increase of the kingdom and of your government. There'd be an increase of your presence. There'd be an increase of souls, Lord, that we just declare sons and daughters of God that a lost would come home. They would come streaming to the mountain of the house of the Lord because you're there. Not because of our cleverly crafted church services, but because they've recognized the need for a savior and the presence of an almighty king resides somewhere in Lilydale. That this would be a house of prayer, it would be a house of peace, it would be a house of your anointing that would rest. That people's burdens, that depressions, their anxieties, their things, their brokenness that would be, that is needed would be, that the captives would be set free because you're here, because you said who the sun sets free is free indeed. And we just, we just make ourselves available, Lord. We make ourselves available that we wouldn't be passive observers of your kingdom, just meandering through life, but we'd be contributors. We'd be contributors as a family on a mission to see sons and daughters arise and to see your kingdom shaken and the, the pits of hell plundered and heaven populated in Jesus' name. That'll do. Amen. <laughs> That's good.